If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Oh, yeah. Guess who's back? <laughs> right? Back again. Uh, some m and Justin's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. This is Mind Pump Radio. This is Adam Schaefer. I'm here with Sal Stefano. Hey. The one and only Justin Andrews. Hello, everybody. And Doug. I'm the, here. Doug the Spinner. Yes, it's me. <laughs> the creepiest voice every it's time. Sultry. I know. It's sultry, dude. <laughs> no, it gotta, sounded gotta, more like gotta, Eeyore. I sound sexy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's my specialty. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Hi, my name is Doug Eggy, and my specialty is sounding sexy. Boo, Do they have? Yeah. You know what that made me think of right now is... Um, I know they have women that do this. Do, is there a position for men that actually talk phone sex for men? Do men do that? Oh, oh. we should start one hmm. for probably for, yeah, for gay men. I don't think women yeah. will call because women can pretty much dial any number. And if a man answers, he'll talk sex to her <laughs> for free. Is that true? Uh, does it, yeah, no, nobody knows. No one has uh, an educated answer here. I think for, for gay men, probably. Yeah. Does anybody even and do who that? Starts, you know what I mean? It'd be like, who starts? Yeah. Like, how's that? How's that work? The, be- the beginning would be weird, right? Yeah, it's like, wait, how wait, do we get are you gonna take the role? Or are you, am I taking the lead? I don't know. We both have the same thing. Well, Let's do it, this. that's the idea. Is that if there is, if it's a place you call in, you you take care of that for them. You're the one who leads, right. leads the way there because you're the you are getting paid to do that. That's your job. Your job <laughs> is to make it feel comfortable for the person who feels uncomfortable who's calling in in the first place. Gotcha. And I think that exists for women too, bro. I don't think that's just gay men. I don't think just gay I think men. There's, want- there's, I, I don't. I doubt it. I don't think it's a sex line. I think it's probably a line where a woman can call in and a man answers and then he listens. <laughs> you know what I mean? she, she pays two, like six nine nine a minute for a guy to listen that to that is brilliant uh, you think about it like oh I know right yeah, yeah that girl's such an, a bitch you know <laughs> tell me more and uh that's interesting you know I'm so I'm I'm actually very interested in this now I'm gonna have to research yeah. it I'm gonna have to get on. on you have a good, you have a good voice like, for for phone sex. Well, that's what when I was I was just thinking about. That, I thought, you know what? If this mind pump thing doesn't work out, Sari lowers his voice when he does that. <laughs> yeah. dude, dude, keep going. I, I don't do it on purpose. It just He's happens. Like, Ladies, that way. Tell, tell me your story. <laughs> <laughs> My pants are off, but that's you know that's nothing. That's, uh, don't, don't mind me. I see. Yeah. I think Justin get can, comfortable. He seems pretty natural at this too. You know. Mm. <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> tell me, tell me how you would unbutton my shirt. Yeah. Would you unbutton my shirt first, or would you, girl? I'll tell you what I'm wearing right now. If you uh, just tell me no one of those stories, and make it extra long. <laughs> Like, you know, right when you woke up and everything. <laughs> dude, you're fucking good at this, Woo! dude. I know. I'm getting all hot and bothered over Jesus. here. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There's a wet spot in Adam's chair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> From that. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's just leaky douche coming well, out. It's, <laughs> well, it's, Justin, it's good to know that you and I actually have uh, an option if this doesn't work out. Dude, uh, it could be like a tag team thing. We could I don't be know like what the, the tag team men listener. Nobody, nobody, yeah, nobody wants to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody you, wants ever, to ever, you ever have a threesome fantasy, <laughs> but like with sensitive guys, <laughs> you know, that like, you know, want to rub your shoulders or something? We're here. Uh, uh, and then Kermit comes in. You ever been fucked by Kermit? <laughs> hey, guys. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different genre. 
puppet fucking. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, Kermit, you're gonna have to set that up. PBS. <laughs> Bill Nye, this is Bill Nye, the science guy, still going. You could take his job. Yeah, yeah. It's not that bad. No, it's, not. it's sexy. It's, sexy. it's not that bad at all. It's just, I got a sexy. It's just it not. Be sexy it's if I want. Yeah, let's hear yours. Let's hear. Yours. Yeah. Talk, wait, no, no, no. I, I can't. Even, let, let's hear you talk dirty. Talk dirty to me. I can't even talk dirty to me. Please, please. I can't even do it. Just a little bit. Turn, turn me on. Just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I just, hey, honey, I washed the dishes and I uh, cleaned up the kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah, that okay. is. Oh, yeah. boy, you good call. Did you get horny good there? Call. Stick with the science stuff, bro. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. You're God about you're about as good as that as I am at singing. It's a good. It's a good thing I'm visually attractive. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, come look at me. <laughs> I got those panties, <laughs> Peggy. There's, there's, right. there's got to be somebody. Oh, Kermy. I'm sure you could. He's <laughs> so, <it's> so sexy. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right, oh, all right. I'm sure you could nerd the pants off that's, of somebody. That's enough. Oh. That's enough poking fun at me. No, <laughs> Yeah let's, yeah, let's do some Q&A, everybody. Let's go. Q&A. It is that time again. Q&A. Can we get some good Can we get some good questions? <sighs> you know, we have so many good questions this week. Let's begin with uh, Cassidy H626. She's talking about how so many foods have been demonized over the years, like uh, caffeine, cholesterol, gluten, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But she wants you to put on your predictive hats. And tell us what the next oh. food will be that will be our Salstradamus. This sounds like a job. Wow. For Salstradamus. Salstradamus. Domus. 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 Wow, I like that. That's a good little. That's a good little one right there, huh? Yeah. Well, you, yeah. You guys want to guess it's first before I go? I want to make sure you don't. Oh, copy you already me. have. You already have an answer. Yeah, I want to make sure you don't copy me. Oh, oh wow. 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 Let I me to... start. I, I. You know what? <laughs> what makes me think of this is is that mcdonald's video that we watched um their marketing campaign so i thought it was brilliant because Mm -hmm. of the fact that it started to put um the uh the responsibility back on the consumer okay so basically what their whole campaign is that like hey we're basically like a grocery store we provide food it's your uh fault if you're you know choosing the wrong food right yeah or you know as far as like Balancing your nutrients goes and all this kind of stuff. So it's basically like IIFYM. You know, on, what the, in a sense. You know what the truth is? Too, McDonald's. Though? McDonald's had that, huh? Yeah. So they started oh. campaigning. Well, it's the fucking truth, man. If you're it is fat, stop fucking blaming <clears throat> no. the food. It is. It didn't it, crawl into your mouth, right? But it, that's not to say that they don't, you know, just barely squeeze by with like standards as far as like you know what food is. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, of course it's the consumer's fault. You know, you're the one buying the shit. So, you know, it, it's, it's great campaign, but, but how I see this in the future is that, you know, companies that maybe are, are mass producing things, they'll start kind of coming at that angle. Like, Hey, you really need to do your own. Uh, what we're providing is it's almost like, you know, here's your options. You do with it what you're going to do with it. Like, it really, like they're they're going to start stepping back as far as responsibility of of quality, and um, you know, really trying to emphasize that. Well, point. let's look and see what's already happened. When it comes to fast food, there was a little second there where 
they were embarrassed to talk about, um, you know, they didn't want to advertise how big and juicy their food was or how fattening or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing that flip because now if you go into yes. commercials, you got Carl's Jr. talking about bacon burger, more bacon than five pigs. And, you know, they're like, they're like proud of the fact. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, take that, vegetarians. Yeah, Boom. yeah exactly. It, which is fine. It's like, it's your fucking responsibility. You eat it or you don't. It's up to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you think, what do you think is going to be demonized then? Um... Mm, that's a good question because I feel like it's it's going to totally switch. Like you're going to have like people that are very much more educated um, because this this is it's going to hit to a point where it's going to be very aware that like this food, uh, you know, is going to affect you internally, you know, versus like the flavor versus, you know, I don't know, because it's been salt. It's been sugar. It's been cholesterol. It's. It's like it's hard to go anywhere else from here, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, they've pretty much gone through the whole gamut. So I feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like they're, they're going to just start punking people. Mm. That's what I feel. Demonized people. People. Soiling greens, yeah. people. Yeah, just, just as far as like people not, you know, like cigarettes, how, you know, it's like, why would you be so stupid to, to eat that? You know, kind of a thing. Well, fuck. If you eat a cigarette, you are stupid. Well, yeah. You're supposed to smoke them. Well, I am. Yeah. Hey, while Adam chews uh, on his candy. Apparently I did it wrong. Are you done with your candy, Adam? So you can talk about what No, no. Uh, <laughs> He's eating candy. This is a, God, this is a good one. Uh, and I, I agree with Justin. It's kind of hard because we have kind of demonized, uh, you know, everything. Do, you know, and the, I guess the question would be, do I see something like resurfacing again, you know, maybe, maybe sugar makes a comeback as we, we start to really go after sugar or something again. Yeah. I see that more. I see like sugar trying to like them campaigning that it's well, that's not already- so bad. There you go. Cause even because though our- it, that's the worst one, like it's well, pretty obvious. Well, and I think that could be tied to the whole, how we, and we're in the middle of watching artificial sweeteners, right? We're in the middle of finding out, you know what? 10 years ago, everyone was pro forum. Because there's zero calorie. And then we find out how bad aspartame and shit is for us. And then it's like, oh, shit, this isn't so good for us. Now it's all the competitors are coming up with these all these zero calorie natural uh, artificial sweeteners. So, you know, maybe we see that get demonized more than it already is. Um, and sugar makes a comeback. Natural sugars. Maybe they, they campaign on that because they see that. Um, I kind of, you know what? I kind of believe we are on the verge of seeing alcohol get demonized that way which that's a really that's a that's a gamble for me to say that because uh we already we did we already went through the whole prohibition times and everything like that and we we saw what it was like without it and, and then to fight for it back oh it's definitely going to start falling out of favor as marijuana becomes legalized. that's exactly yeah. where i'm going with this yeah. is i foresee uh you know us kind of getting back in the hippie era of you know peace love and uh smoke some weed and the same people who used to go home and have a glass or two of wine, instead of having a glass or two of wine at night, it'll become more common to go home and take a, take a hit off your vaporizer mm-hmm. or have, you know, a small edible of choice um, when you get home to unwind. Yeah, for to- sure. Okay. You're along sh- those lines, I would, I would add then concentrated pills like uh, of any kind, like, cause that's always been the answer as far as like, you know, um, it has has less of a stigma hmm. if you're getting a prescription pill, right? Oh, okay. As opposed to like something like holistic and natural, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you know. I, so I don't know. Maybe that's my prediction. Well, here's what when you got when you look at these trends, here's what you got to look at. You got to look at the the way that these trends 
tend to uh, swing the pendulum in one way, in one direction to the next. So let's start from the, we'll start from the beginning where fat became demonized, so everybody ate uh, low fat, high carbohydrate. Well, it's the next thing to become demonized was carbohydrates, right? And then fat was awesome. And uh, I think personally, here's what I think. Here's my prediction. I think besides artificial sweeteners, which we're already seeing, I think you're going to see in the future, mark my words, that they are going to come out and they're going to talk about the dangers of eating too much protein. Um, And I don't mean- Really? uh, Positive. Wow. I don't mean a high protein diet. I mean the excessive amount of protein that now is being promoted because you go to the grocery store now and everything's fucking fortified with protein. Everything. Almond milk, 22 grams of protein per serving. High protein cereal for your kids. You know, uh, yeah. uh, protein water. Protein cookies. You know, uh, amino acids and everything. Protein cookies. Protein yeah, everything. Right. Protein is- Damn it, Sal. That's why I waited till the end, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you guys run your mouth for like five hours and I'm just going to come in and boop. Yeah. Yeah, no, only just, they're just only because he was inboxing Cassidy before and, and they talked about this already and this guy had fucking a date of research wow. on it, right? Yeah, no, at, at, night, at night what I do is I rub my crystal balls and they tell me- mm. Mm, anything. See, I think that's there's a, that sexy voice. Yeah. <laughs> Do it again. Mm, yeah. I, I think that's a pretty good. That just a, made everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. That's a pretty fair prediction. Now, here's the thing, though, that the, my disagreement I have with that is we talk a lot about that on this radio show. And I feel like it, it hits home for a lot of people because we do have a lot of uh, smart, educated people and fitness minded people already listening to us. Um, yes, we do have some of the general population too, but I, I have a weird feeling that we we appeal uh, to more of the experienced gym goer. Well, let me, and, let me and, hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me let me finish oh, smashing okay, your idea okay, here. Okay, um, and then you can come back and defend it. I this is why because I still stand by what I say is I still think a majority of the population severely underconsumes protein, and there is a huge need for more protein in the average person's diet. I have never met. A client of mine, unless they were already a competitor or a you know person who's been lifting weights, if you were a person just getting into health and fitness, just starting to eat correctly and just starting to work out, every single client I've ever taken was under eating protein. Mm. So, but so, like ten years from now, though, I could see your point happening a little bit more, just because the 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 projection as far as like you're talking about with everything having like protein everything. being emphasized. It, you know, like protein noodles. You it's know, like true. Everything. It, and everything's getting for. Here's, but here's two things. Number one, if you look at all modern uh, developed nations, Western nations, which country would you say arguably has some of the worst uh, health in, in terms of obesity and and you know food related? We disease? are. We right. are. America. We. Which country has the highest protein intake? America, America. Yeah. Well, that okay, America. Easily. Okay, whoa, whoa, easy, Mister no, Correlation Causation no, 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 no. guy. I'm not so making a, a correlation. That what is, I, that is definitely no, a, no, no, no. What I'm trying to say it is, it also fucking rains here a lot too. No, Doesn't what, mean it has anything to do with no, the fucking protein. You're right, but let me let me make but let me make a point. Let okay. me make my point. That's right. not my point. Where you're going is not where I'm saying. Okay. My point is is that is that's that's a statistic that will be used. That kind of stuff will be used. They're going to come out and say. Um, Protein is fortified in everything. First of all, here's the thing with protein. It's being treated like it's uh, 
Like it's like it's nothing. Like you can eat as much fucking protein as you want. Yeah. There's no problems. Right. Fortify everything with protein. All you're ever going to get are benefits, and you're not going to get any negatives. You know, if you drink water, it's better to have protein in your water. If you're going to eat, you know, noodles, uh-huh. it's better to have pro- high, more protein in your. Right. So it's being treated like it's this this macronutrient. Oh, you want peanut butter? That, yeah, but we got protein peanut butter. Right. They're treating it like it's a macronutrient that has zero negatives right now. Right. That's what's happening right now. It's only getting fucking worse. I could go in the grocery store now, and there's an entire aisle of not nutrition bars what are they all called protein bars and that's the grocery store so it's just being overfed to us and we're going to see studies come out where they're going to say if you eat long term these ultra high protein diets here's some of the risks and only because the way that American public works the pendulum is going to swing in the opposite well, direction well they just watch they just watch our buying habits I mean, right they, they know us like so well right and they, they just notice all the jumps of our, our trends of wanting more things with protein in it because you know health people like us all over the place are like talk about you gotta protein. get more protein you gotta get more right. protein and so then it affects the actual marketplace right. and now now you see like these these food companies trying to be like well they're they're really into protein right now, so let's just fucking put that in right. our vegetables too. Now, now before that, before I think there's going to be a little bit of a backlash on protein, and I don't mean, and again, let me let me just be clear, it's not going to be like going from a super high protein to nobody eat protein. It's going to go from super high protein to don't get everything, you know, don't buy your water with protein in it. Don't get cereal that's hyper. You don't need that. You know, you'd be better off eating chicken breast. That's the backlash I'm talking about when it comes to protein. But what I think we're going to see more immediately which we're not seeing it yet, but we're going to see it within the next four or five years, or it's going to become more popular to skip meals. So the whole fasting thing, the way it's going to translate to the public is not necessarily fasting, but it's going to be more like, you know what? It's okay to well, skip a meal, and that's okay. That's that's fine. It might actually help you lose weight. Well, we're going to see that become more mainstream. Well, one of your predictions is going to cancel mm, the other one out. Yeah. One of your predictions is going to cancel the other one out. Because I would if, love if we, that, so, but yeah, I if, highly doubt that last. And, and here's the thing. If we start, if people wise up and we start to getting into that where we people are eating less meals, we get away from the whole you need to eat three to six right. meals. If that's true, then we're definitely not going to be over-consuming protein because then you're saying that in one to two meals, someone's consuming 200 grams of protein in a sitting because they're having pro- so here's what you uh, have 10 to- pounds of protein noodles with uh, 40 pounds. No, here's, of- it's, it's not going to happen. Here's what you have to consider. It's Okay, so it's like, um, it's like a multivitamin. If you gave a multivitamin to someone 100 years ago, they might benefit from it. But once we discovered vitamins and minerals, every food manufacturer fortified everything right. with vitamins and minerals. Yeah. So now it's not hard to overdose on vitamins and minerals. When it comes to protein, now you can't, you're not going to overdose. And I doubt anyone's going to overdose on it. But when everything's going to get fortified with protein, because that's the direction everything's going to go, I just think that the pendulum, that the public is going to start rejecting some of it. I don't think it's going to be demonized quite as harshly as carbs have been and stuff like that, because protein is essential. But I do think you're going to see people come out and say, you know, this is why. you don't need to have tons and tons of protein. That's I di- where I think the next target's going to be. I disagree, and this is why. Hmm. Okay? I'm a, let's per, let's take an average person, an average female, 140, 140 to 150 pounds. Average female, 140, 150 she weighs. So we know that she needs about 110 to 120 grams of protein, roughly, right? Can we agree on that? 0. 0.7 grams? That would be her max, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, on the upper echelon, she's you want to want, and she's working out, okay? Mm-hmm, so she needs mm-hmm. 0.7. So 110 or so. She uh, is an average American too. Average American only eats two to three meals in a day. We'll say she's on the upper side. She eats three meals. 
Okay. She eats three meals. Everything's fortified with protein. She has protein cereal, which just so you guys know, per serving has got about nine grams of protein. Let's say she has double the serving. That's 18 grams. She washes it down with some fortified almond milk that's got pro- extra protein in it. Another eight grams right there. So now we're at 18 plus eight. We're at uh, 26 grams of protein. She goes on to her second meal. Second meal, she decides she's going to have a protein shake with her four ounces of chicken breast. That's a lot of fucking protein and her veggies and stuff like that. Now where are we at? Another 40 grams of protein. So now we're at 66 grams of protein. She's now moving on to her third meal. She's going to have an eight ounce steak. She's going to have a protein shake and she's going to have some protein noodles. She still ain't going to go over, bro. Right, but you you not just, and definitely and not in a, not but in you're a, not you're not hearing what I'm saying. It's not it's not necessarily because you're eating an excess of uh, protein. And the, too much protein is too bad. Studies are going to come out talking about how too much protein is bad is bad. However, it's not going to apply to most people. But what's going to happen is people are going to negate carbs yeah. and fats in replace of proteins. Proteins have become this like I can eat as much of it as I want. It's like this free macronutrient. Yeah, well, and that's what I mean by the backlash. We're talking about yeah, exactly. We're talking about the demonization of it. Not right. that not that it makes sense, right? Like yeah. you're, you're trying to to describe it in a way that like like really like you'd have to eat like an insane amount of protein for you to like right. you know go over. But at the same time, as far as the the actual patterns are concerned, like I, I could see that being well, being what what happens because you see your your carbohydrates get demonized. You see, well, well first you see your fats get demonized, then you see your carbohydrates get demonized. You know that that just follows along the next macronutrient pattern, right? Because then what people do is they move to the next one, exactly, I, and, and so, then it'll flip back, you know, to mm-hmm. to fat again. And we'll now see you, a lot more low fat. You know, well, uh, yeah, just kidding about the fat thing and I, I know, agree. stop eating I yolks. agree with that. The pro- the thing where I disagree is that we are so far from that because how long will people, you will have to be eating that way where you're neglecting carbohydrates and fat and over consuming on a protein level. You already see that. You already see that. You already no, see. No, you don't, bro. Dude. In you, the fitness industry, you see yes. it. We represent 4% of the fucking country. The, well, the fitness industry's trends start to bleed over to the mainstream and they don't do that shit right anyway. Because now people are afraid of fats, they're afraid of carbs, but proteins are all good. And so now you got people dieting and all they want to eat is lean protein. Mm-hmm. That's I, I hear that all the time. Yeah, I'm not, dude, I just want chicken breast and vegetables. When it comes to, I mean, you're 100% correct when it comes to the the fitness industry. Right. When I, when I look at my peers- It's all protein and veggies. It's, yeah, way over-consumed on protein, way under-consumed on fats and carbohydrates. It, the balance is completely off. And you're going to start to see those guys start to fuck up and those girls start to fuck up later on in life because of it. But I mean, once again, you're talking about the one percenters, one percent of the nation. Like, and we always talk about the general population. Like, I mean, yeah, we might be the ones that influence the way trends go, but we're just now setting the trend that high protein needs. Everyone needs more protein. So it's just now bleeding into the general population. It's going to be a very long time before we start to demonize it. Well, just in my opinion, I'm just predicting it. I'm just predicting for the future. But like, like I said, like if you remember when you're 90, when we I don't think so. No, No, like when you when we were kids, right? Everything said um, uh, low fat. Everything was low fat, low fat, low fat, low fat. Yeah, it's much harder to find low fat nowadays. Not everything is low fat anymore. Now, what we and then after that, what do we see? Low carb, low carb, low carb, low carb. Mm -hmm. Right now, you're seeing um, you know things start to trying to look more natural or, or and or. Extra protein, high protein, high protein, yeah, high protein. It's, it's just, it's just the stupid. It's just the stupid. Uh, I agree. Trends of the public, I agree. But those two things, it's easier to demonize because how much easier is it to overconsume and get fat from fat and carbohydrates in comparison to protein? 
So because of that, it's easier to demonize. Yeah, it. but so you're making too much that's, sense. That's why. No, no, it's true. That's the reason why McDonald's is demonized because yeah. because it's so easy to get fat off yeah. of it. It yeah. doesn't. You don't have to try very hard. You would have to try very hard to eat so much protein for it to have an adverse effect. Yeah. It, and the people that do that are the idiots in the fitness right. world right now. Right. The yeah. general population, it's going to be a long time before they get to the point where it starts to affect it. Because you know why? Because every time you someone tries to demonize it, another study will come out and say like, sorry. These people eating higher protein diets and lower carbohydrate and phytrates, in fact, as an overall gener- population, we're actually healthier. Mm. Yeah. They'll just end up getting the g-g-g-gout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what? Yeah. And actually talking about this, was that was a very good question because it's rare that we get to debate something. Yeah. Whoever, who was that? I, I like that. Who was well, that? Well, what we're going to do, oh, what about this? I'm what about organic changing into the new standard being wild? Yeah. Right? Good luck. I, but like, if you're going to go on pattern sake, yeah. you know, organic's going to become the next regulated thing that that got super gray and washed. Well, on that on that exact on that exact uh, subject right there, um, you have a lot of people who are against farm fish. Yeah, right? don't eat farm fish. It has to be wild. It has to be wild. Fish is the last, uh, really the last part of the earth where we go out and and pluck it from its wild habitat and try to feed everybody with it. Guess what? It's impossible. Like we're overfishing the fuck out of the ocean. Oh, yeah. The only way we're ever going to be able to eat as much fish as humans want to eat is if we farm them. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it would be like us always instead of raising cow, cattle and pigs, if we always hunted, we wouldn't be able to feed ourselves, right? Yeah. Fish is going to have to be farmed. They just have to figure out a way to do it that makes it, you know, clean and, you know, healthy. Yeah. But because wild fish, I'm sorry, you know, it's just it's going to be imp- almost impossible the population to get up to 7 billion. And everyone just wants wild fish all the time, wild salmon. Yeah. It ain't gonna. It's no way. There's no way. There's not enough fish out there. Yep. You know what I mean? You know yeah, what we'll do? It's gonna become backyard grown. What we'll do is we'll say, you Doug, I mean? save this episode so that when my prediction comes correct, we I'll mail it to. We're uh, gonna put it in Adam. the vault. Yeah, we'll do, we'll <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll put it up worldwide. How about that? <laughs> when, when I was 87 and Sal's right here, go send that over to me. Oh, me. believe me, I won't forget either. I'll be 87 years <laughs> old. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember, motherfucker. I told you. Yeah, it's a. We'll have robot bodies. Oh, you're right again, I'm Sal. Telling you. you were right again, <laughs> Sal. Check me out. I am even more upgraded than you. <laughs> robot. My talk. calves are upgraded. <laughs> and quads. I, I like how the robot <laughs> sings while he talks. It's like auto tune. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Our next question is from Tori Glory. Tori Glory. Yeah. With eyes. How can you get stronger without getting bigger? With eyes. With eyes, not wise. Okay. Not, not thighs. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And some people get bigger without getting stronger. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Yes, it is. Uh, How can you get stronger? Fat has a lot of no, Well, there's a lot of factors that have to go into uh, how strong your muscles are. Um, central nervous system, uh, the, the role the central nervous system plays is a big one. So you can actually not change the size of muscle, but increase its ability to contract and fire more forcefully, which will make you stronger. The amount of neurons and, 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 you know, the communication is amplified that much more. Right. Yeah. You can, you can utilize more, more uh, fibers at at any given moment. Right. And that, that you're not bigger. You're just, it's like getting a bigger amplifier for your speakers. The speakers sound louder, even though they're not bigger. It's just the amp that got, well, that's why you More see powerful. some of those guys um, like Pavel that just are just strong as shit, but they're they look like just lean guys. Right, you right. Know, they're not huge. 
What are you doing, Adam? <laughs> I'm just listening to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and this this it's little or you could get huge. This little thing feels good on my nose. Mm. Oh. Um, how about bigger without getting stronger, Adam? What would you say about? Well, since I, that's your field. Well, I, I think. Well, it is. That's yeah. the, oh, the physique no, world. No, but oh, was it just say Adam? No, I, I thought you were talking <laughs> shit. Well, I mean, a, a, a lot. A lot of that has to do with. Um, so when somebody's trying to to add to add muscle, uh, you you need to be in a surplus of calories mm-hmm. in order for that to happen. And I think the the most common mistake that people have, and we kind of touched about this with Joe a little bit, is that. Uh, it, living in, in too much of a surplus to build muscle. It does not take very much of a surplus for you to add muscle. So these people that are like saying that, hey, I'm going to try to gain some muscle and they gain five to 10 pounds in, over the month course or like that, that's way too much. You do not- A lot of that's fat. Yeah, yeah, most of it is probably, you know what I'm saying? Or at least probably 50%, which means you're in the same boat that you were a month before. Mm-hmm. You're, and even though you built some extra muscle, when you go to start, carving away the fat, you're going to probably sacrifice some of that muscle also. So really it doesn't make sense. And when you, if you, uh, we used to keep at the gym, we used to have a, a little, um, clay thing of muscle and fat. And it was this big old huge blob that was the size of probably two footballs together was the size of what five pounds of a fat looked like on your body. And then we had like this like softball size piece of muscle and that softball size piece of muscle was to represent what five pounds of muscle look like on your body. So as you continue to increase uh, your body fat, and if you add muscle too, then you get that kind of big bulky look to you. But if you um, are are continuing to just try and add a little bit of lean muscle and you're not, and I shouldn't say lean muscle, like there's a difference, mm-hmm. uh, add muscle, you're not, uh, you're not living in these huge uh, calorie surpluses, or you do like what we talk about, which are mini bulks followed by mini cuts, you're never living in a surplus even for very long, much longer than a couple of weeks at best. Um, you're going to have a, a lot easier time putting on uh, mass that is not. Uh, well, too, is, isn't, you know, the way you train, like, say, if, if you're always doing sarcoplasmic type hypertrophy training versus somebody who's, you know, not and just, you know, working on power and uh, explosive movements. Your body's going to look a bit different. Oh no, right? definitely, absolutely. Uh, so I mean that that can definitely carry carry weight as far as what your overall physique is going to look like. Whether you're you know bigger like volume wise versus like somebody who's just dense. There's different. Look at muscle fibers. Typically, a bigger muscle fiber is stronger than a smaller muscle fiber. However, theoretically, you could weaken your central nervous system's you know ability to to, to fire your muscle strongly, but at the same time enlarged muscle fibers so your strength might not go up that much but you look a lot bigger mm-hmm. um so theoretically yeah that can happen i think people get this you know speaking to tori uh i think she gets this impression because we see people in the gym who are smaller but lift way more weight than the bigger guy in mm-hmm. the gym mm-hmm. here's the deal um a smaller guy who's really strong will typically be stronger if he gets bigger uh a small, a bigger guy who's not as strong will typically get bigger as he gets stronger. So they're so closely connected. Can you get stronger without bigger getting bigger? Yes. Can you keep that up for very long? No. Keep getting stronger and see what happens. You'll get bigger. Yeah. I mean, chances are you're going to get bigger. Yeah. So I, it's, your it's body's so, adapting for you know all this added amount of stress. A lot of times, mass is what's going to help you yeah. overcome you know all this load that yeah. you're, you're. I mean, put, you know, you can against. you can kind of go in one direction or the other, but they're so closely related. I mean, I've gotten a lot stronger, and 
you know, seen a little bit of muscle growth. But if I kept pushing it, eventually I'll see some muscle growth and yeah. vice versa. So I, I think that's I think that's a good point is to make that if you keep pushing or you keep heading in that direction, eventually it's going to go that way. I mean, initially, if you were to take somebody right now, I, I do notice a big difference. I noticed that we talked about this in the last podcast that we just aired was or whoever's whenever you guys listen to this, the one where it was just Sal and I and Sal was asking me about the difference of when I trained with maps versus how I trained before. And, you know, to piggyback off of what Justin said is, you know, when you're if you're training in strength and you're staying in that kind of phase, if you kind of hovering around strength and power and you don't really flirt too much with hypertrophy. uh, Yeah, I noticed a a major difference in my in my physique. I tend to have a much more bubbly, bubblier, rounder, fuller look when I when I train hypertrophy versus when I train in strength. So if you are somebody who's not trying to get bigger, but you want to be that person who's smaller and is strong, then lift strength, you know, mm-hmm. stay in the strength phase a lot more. But they all benefit each other. They do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right. And that's why I say, like you said, eventually, right. you know, after a period of time of lifting over years, you know, you're going to add some size. I just, I just think they're so closely related. And I think that it's just this, this uh, it's just an observation that people make because we all know that small guy who's fucking stronger than every big guy that we know. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. And so it becomes one of those questions. I'm just like, how? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, how do I train to be like you? Well, you you kind of can't. You know, the dude is just strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's that's part of your genetic. Yeah, just like exactly. And there's but, definitely yeah. genetic roles. But I mean, I guess if I would give a generic recommendation to someone, I would tell them to. Uh, stay in a very minimal surplus, if any at all, maybe even a deficit a lot of the times, and train in strength. Train in the strength phase, be doing a lot of strength and power type lifting, but then keeping your cal- your calories down. Because if you're training in strength and power and you're living in a, in a major surplus, you're going to put some size, yeah. muscle, and fat on sure. for sure, and you're going to see a difference. But Definitely. if you're living in a deficit, uh, yeah, and you and your program design is, is centered around strength and power, like – you're going to get stronger in the gym and you shouldn't notice a huge difference uh, as far as, right. you know, adding a bunch of extra weight because you're living in a, in a deficit or maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next up, K-Rock Fit. Uh, two-part question. What damages gut flora and how do you correct it? Gut flora. Mm, yeah, we haven't talked about that in a while. Um, well, uh, our... Artificial sweeteners alter gut flora. I don't want to use the word damage because we don't know. It's new science, okay? But we know it gets altered. Antibiotics, definitely, right? Mm -hmm. If you take antibiotics, it's like a nuke and it kills all bacteria, not just the bad ones. And why is that bad? Um, When you kill off all bacteria, it gives bad bacteria a chance to grow back faster when you're done with the antibiotics. Because good bacteria, one of the roles that good bacteria plays in the gut is it prevents the growth of, of other bad bacteria. And so when you remove that, then it, it paves the way for overgrowths of certain things. So now would you say, like, as far as that is concerned, it would be more beneficial to take it intravenously as far as that, you know, instead of orally? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It no, still affects the it gut goes flora. through the whole system. Yep. Mm-hmm. It goes through the whole system and it interrupts the ability of, of bacteria to reproduce. So, like you see in like um, you know people in, in intravenous antibiotics in hospitals, yeah, they are very careful with uh, them potentially getting something called C diff, which is a, a overgrowth of a very deadly bacteria. Mm. Um, so, antibiotics, artificial sweeteners, um, sugar can cause the growth of certain overgrowth of certain bacteria in the gut, and really gut flora. You know, the healthiest people tend to replenish their gut flora on a regular basis with foods that are fermented, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, yogurts or 
um, kombucha. Yeah, c- you know, teas or you know, certain kind of. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, fermented foods right now. Well, Slip them. Not cucumber. Sauerkraut yeah. is a good one. Um, you know, those types of things. Um, so that's the best way to restore gut flora. Uh, probiotics can help as well. But mm-hmm. again, with probiotics, it's kind of a crapshoot. They put in bacteria that they know that people tend to get good results from. But it's not the science isn't. It's so new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very very difficult uh, right now. Um, foods that are uh, you know maybe higher fat, uh, moderate protein, help heal the gut, uh, the, yeah. the lining of the gut, and reduce inflammation of the gut. Speaking of new new science, uh, talk about the transplant as far as fecal transplant is concerned. We, mm-hmm. I think we talked a long time ago, but you've like, been going on those websites yeah, again, haven't you? I was like, I'm hungry for poop. <laughs> After reading that, I was like, wow. So they've done studies. Trip off this. So they'll, they'll do studies with people with strong with autoimmune disorders like Crohn's, and they will give them uh, poop from someone who's healthy, either orally in a capsule or they'll give them what's like a poop enema from someone else. And they call it something else in Germany, by the way. <laughs> cost money. Yeah. And what they what they found is a lot of these people will their autoimmune disease will go into remission and they'll become healthy because whatever gut flora was in the healthy person was got transplanted to them. And so it's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's a very very uh you know archaic way of doing it you know grabbing poop from someone that's healthy and putting in you that's someone that's unhealthy but as we start to understand bacteria of the gut what's good and what's bad i think we're going to start coming up with new you know novel treatments and and therapies that that'll kind of take advantage and i think it too like we're so removed from the process of food in general like you know you need to have the right type of soil uh, in order to provide the right type of nutrients that the the food and the vegetables grow from Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of that's from poop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, just the whole, the whole process, like you're ingesting this, this you know, fruit vegetable that has all these, you know, nutrients they, that they pulled from the ground, the soil. is So, so much of a, an important role in that, that uh, I don't know, it's it pooped, you know, from somebody else that's healthy. That doesn't seem too far fetched. Well, what happened, you know, we did a really good job. Humans did a really good job of preventing death from bacterial infection we've done a fucking fe- that, that was a major cause of death yeah was bacterial infection so we discovered antibiotics we, we germ theory was developed everything is washed sanitized clean so we've we've all but eliminated that risk in modern societies like not too many people die from you know uh tainted food anymore this doesn't happen like it used to. Mm-hmm. however we've made everything so clean that um we lose you know, our bodies evolved in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. And so in that super clean environment, there's some theories now that dive into maybe the maybe the, the immune system becomes hypervigilant. Mm-hmm. It's not fighting off all these invaders, so it, it, it attacks itself. Because autoimmune disorders are uh, have been on a huge spike for a while oh, now. Oh, yeah, all these hand sanitizers. That's that's my biggest worry. It's like, why should I be concerned that so concerned that my fruit hit the ground and, you know, I can't wipe it off and be okay. Right. Like, all of a sudden, I'm going to get some kind of crazy disease from that that my immune system can't fight off. I want to build my immune system up so, you know, I can resist all kinds of different things. Well, the worst the worst problem isn't even hand sanitizers because that just, that just uses alcohol. Mm. The worst is all these antibacterial soaps. Mm. Because they actually have an, antiba- they actually have a, uh, a, a, an antibiotic in them. Uh, a topical one called, I believe, triclosan is the name of it. 
And um, what happens when you wash your hands with it? Kills all the bacteria, Mm. which, by the way, regular fucking soap does. Antibacterial soap is is a marketing scam. Regular soap kills bacteria, too. But what happens with antibacterial soap is it's got an antibiotic on it. You wash your hands. You rinse that off. That goes down into the sewer. Mm. And so all these, and it, which then goes washed out and rinsed out. And so these these things don't get filtered out in the sewer like normal things do. And so these antibiotics are, are leaching into every system. And the problem with that, uh, then we ingest them. We drink water. There might be such a trace amount. We don't know, but it's altering gut flora. Um, and then even worse than that is we're, we're, we're forcing bacteria to evolve to resist antibiotics. Right. And so they, they say, doctors say that, in, you know, and scientists say that in 20 years, one of the major problems mankind is going to have is finding antibiotics to actually kill, kill bacteria because bacteria is going to evolve and survive. I could see that. Those yeah. attacks. That's scary. so, <laughs> yeah, that was a good question. Yeah. Excellent. Well, this next one is thought-provoking. It's uh, from Felbert18. Let's say you guys are on death row. Mm. Hmm. What is your crime and what is your last meal? <laughs> why am I on death row? Yeah. I definitely I want to know Adam why. first. No, I didn't yeah. say Justin, you no, should go first. I, we all know you killed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw those results. I'm probably one of the, uh, Adam's the like, guilty I, ones. Adam's here. like, I went to death row because yeah. I killed that ass. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> murdering. <laughs> I murdered that Straight ass. Murder well, I mean, ass. what what do you we you only get death row for murder, right? So I'd have to have killed somebody, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's who sure. who did you kill? Yeah, right? who did you kill? Who who did you kill to get there? Don't give right? us any specific names. I don't want us to get in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. be like that asshole. I know, right? God, I just don't They threaten me. I'm such a I Well, let me ask you guys this. Here's a here, let's this let's change this a little bit. What would it take for you to kill someone? <laughs> like what <laughs> like what what when can you pre- pre- it would be so dark I wouldn't want to talk about it. I know. Yeah. Uh, it's just like I don't want to talk about it. If that. somebody fuck with my sister I'd probably kill him. Okay. Well, see that's what I mean. It's yeah, like, if you my, I I family. I have I have a protective course. side to my my sister who's closest to me and well, I'd probably any of my siblings I should say that not just my sister. <laughs> Your but. other siblings are all what the yeah, fuck? Like, <laughs> they're, they're all my chop live over here. <laughs> no, I you know I kill them if they mess with my sister but if they mess with my brother I'd rough them up a little bit yeah, but I wouldn't like, kill them. Like hey, I punch hey, them. Hey hey. I guess I guess Well, let's yeah. I guess I would be uh, more I mean no matter what I don't see myself killing anybody but if if, if I were to that's why you It have to be in the moment. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I have I have this this side to with yeah. her that I'm overprotective with her than anybody else that if somebody were to try and harm her or yeah. hurt her I'm I'm liable to do that so I guess you could pretend that uh, some idiot actually tried to test that to see if I was for real that's probably and, true for all of us right protecting our families oh, I, yeah. yeah that's yeah. probably the only reason why any of us would kill anybody right yeah, I can't, no can't, I can't imagine killing anybody yeah. else for a reason right no I couldn't I couldn't yeah I couldn't unless see myself. I saw somebody like murdering other people you know right in front of me depends who they're I'd, killing. Like, oh, what if really? they're killing assholes? Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm like, whoa. <laughs> okay, what if you're like, okay, there, what, what psychopath. If, what if you're driving, some asshole cuts you off, you're like, motherfucker, and then he cuts someone else off, that person gets out of the car and kills him. Would you're you? Like, would oh, you, okay, I get it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You'd be like, don't do that, but you'd be like, oh, he's kind of deserved it, so I don't know if I want to kill Well, okay, yeah. so there, I guess there, there's another okay, the, a type of person. I, if we were like, the, we're going to death row, you're killing somebody, it's going to be somebody who... Uh, 
you're trying, I'm trying to make a statement like some, somebody who's a child molester or yeah. somebody who I, I right. want to make a statement like, yeah. You'd have to be a hero move. For exactly. Me, That's for what I mean. Sure. Like a hero. I'm yeah. out. Just so you know, <laughs> like, like, oh like, my God, I did like crazy ninja kick to the head and the guy just died. Well, I, I was just, like, I was just, yeah. I, was just yeah. I was just thinking I'd want to do something then that. stand over him. <laughs> Justin's thought about this. You I know. see that. I, just, I see that. <laughs> yeah. But he was like the most evil man that ever lived, you know, and he killed somebody in front of me. Mine would be like, it, like it'd be a statement. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd, I'd want like all the child musters know that I'm out there lurking through the night and you never So know, you're more I like know. a superhero. Yeah. yeah. More yeah. like that's, I'm out there killing those people. What would your name be? What I kind like of superhero it. would you be? Man, I don't know, dude. The wizard. Yeah. That is, yeah. You'd have a wizard costume. The dark, dark you'd wizard. You'd have, you'd have big wizard sleeves. Mm. <laughs> And you're super like you'd reach into your wizard sleeve and pull shit out like and throw it like it could be anything ninja stars you know what ninja, I mean? yeah it could a be wizard anything. who throws ninja stars uh, but, no but they don't look I like ninja like stars they going. look like yeah, yeah. they look like uh, magic sparkles no it's like a star with a moon like a half crescent moon exactly crescent moon star <laughs> exactly. you know Justin's way too good Justin Justin would be yeah. Justin would be like he would have like a, a sleeveless white shirt okay and a helmet okay, a football like helmet yes. And he'd be he just he just run into people. That would be a super. I'm the juggernaut, he'd, bitch. He just fucking ran people. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No, what would my what no would way, my dude? I'm way too athletic be. for that. I'd I'd be just an evil scientist in the background. Yeah. I would. I would. <laughs> What's your last? You'd meal? have some like maniacal laugh. My last meal. Yeah. What would that be? Would be a 12 ounce cut of filet mignon, cooked medium. Filet mignon. So it would be a 12 ounce big old uh, monster cut of filet mignon. Mispronounced. Um, I would have it with uh, garlic mashed potatoes and uh, spinach. And then I would have my, I would wash down dessert with a giant bowl of uh, chocolate malted crunch ice cream from Thrifty's and mint chip with uh, Ooh, waffle. Thrifty's ice cream? Thrifty's ice cream. Bro, bro. that's. Yeah. With waffle. You have with, been smoking. With waffle you? cones cr- crushed up over it. Uh, Whoa. Who the, fuck, <laughs> who the fuck buys ice cream from Thrifty's? That's what I'm saying. Oh, are you kidding me right now? Don't even get me started on this debate, dude. Thrifties? Uh, Thrifties ice cream. Does, right- thrifty, does Thrifties even exist still? Yes, yeah, it does. All Rite Aid still sell Thrifty. Not all, but most Rite Aid still sell yeah, Thrifties ice cream. Thrifties is still surviving as a brand ice and cream. is the best ice cream still to this day. And I know there's a bunch well, of- Well, it's the only one my I son likes because the, the mint is like actually green still. Yes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere else they're like, yeah, let's cut out the artificial colors and everything. Yeah, let's make no, it not thrifties. No, no, it's still no. got the green Dude, artificial Bright color. green. Mint chip ice cream <laughs> yeah. and chocolate malted crunch from thrifties is the best ice cream that is there. And you know what? All you fat fucks that are listening to this right now that are trying to argue will be like, oh, Ben and Jerry's. They're not listening now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Haagen-Dazs or 31 Flames or all those other overly rich fucking ice cream. No, dude. Thrifty's ice cream is the best ice cream and they make God, bomb waffle. Uh, no, dude. Hmm. You probably never even had it before. I'm Italian. I'm, a, I'm an ice cream snob. I don't really You're like it. You're a gelato ice lover. Cream. I like mm. which ge- cookies. Which that would be my, that would be a close second. Would it? But with gelato, there's so many, you could go so wrong and so right with gelato. Isn't Some the, places are just all perfect and other places are like, this is why. Isn't it the law that they have to give you whatever you ask for your last meal? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. See, I would ask for something crazy like- Over uh, the top? No, like something like like an endangered species. Like I'd like a, a bald mm. eagle, you know, sandwich. Well, I don't know. If like you got to give it to me, motherfucker. You're so dick, make it, dude. Exactly. Yeah. America. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right? Why, why are you getting like, a bald eagle? I'd like some. <laughs> I'd like some baby seal chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if that's. I'm, gonna, I'm on death row. No, you know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm trying to be crazy right now. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm trying to be crazy right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm already on yeah, death row. Yeah, no, and then I want to. I want like a, a monster blunt. Just smoke this big, <laughs> huge blunt to my dome. I'm, I'm just gonna. Sounds about that would right. be the worst thing to do yeah. before death row because I mean before getting killed because you'd be so yeah. paranoid. You should, oh, you should have said like, like jackalope. You'd be super high and you'd be like, "Oh my god, is there really a god? What's gonna happen?" No, it wouldn't work. Yeah. No, I think it'd be a different. Nah, I'm ready to go, dude. Really? I think, yeah, I think it'd be more like that. <laughs> ready to go, bro. <laughs> yeah, ready to go. <laughs> I had my bowl of ice cream. And the news. And the and news. Then, the next day, the first death from overdose on cannabis in happened. the background. It's just. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Some reggae music going. You know what my you know what my last meal would be? My last meal would be homemade, my wife's homemade lasagna with a shit ton uh, of cheese. Brownie points. Shit ton yeah. of cheese on it. And then I would also eat a big bowl of ice cream, but let me explain why. Mm. Okay. I'm what kind of ice cream? Any fucking ice cream. A big bowl of it. You don't even have a specific ice cream. Wow. Let me finish, bro. This is a plan. I can I'm give a, a fuck about the food. I'm, I'm about a, to die. I don't give a shit. I'm, a kind of I'm lactose intolerant. I want to. I want to have. You shit yourself. Yes, I want to have cramps so bad that they. I fucking hope they kill me. Like, yeah. I was like, hurry up and kill me. Will they electrocute you? You shit all over the place. I yes. shit on them. Oh, I get it. I'll just spray everybody. Yeah. Be like, you're going down with me. You're like a whole bag of Taco Bell. Yeah. Going out with a bang. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What if someone did pick something like that? Like, I want a Mexican pizza yeah. from Taco Bell. Twenty bean burritos. Four chalupas and. <laughs> Oh my god! I know where this is going. <laughs> it's gonna be ugly. Everybody get the yeah. suits on. You remember that guy last yeah. Tuesday? What happened after he had the four chalupas? <laughs> yeah. Run for the boat. I tell you what, Richard, you're the one that's pulling it this time. I'm not gonna be the guy yeah. fucking lacing him up. Oh god! So let's, Justin, what's your yeah, final, final meal? I, dude, I love pizza so much. Like I would have pizza baby if I could. Uh, but <laughs> like <laughs> I would, and I'd call him Pizza the Hut. Yeah. Pizza baby? Yeah. I would have a pizza baby. You wouldn't? Anyways, um, <laughs> it would be a deep dish pizza, like extra cheese, extra everything. And uh, God, after that, I would be too full to eat anything, but I would do it anyway. Because you're going to So die. I would eat a huge bazooki on top of that. This is like my Chicago. Damn. They do it right out there, dude. I'm not going to lie. They do it big mm. and Calorie bomb rific. And that's where you'd want it from. You'd want it from somewhere in Chicago. Yeah. You have a place over there? That yeah, Giordano's. Okay, so Giordano. People so, that are listening there from there, they know I'm talking about. I'm so I'm so glad that you Gino's actually have East. specific. This guy over here is just like, oh, it's some ice cream, whatever, brand, whatever. I'm, I'm dying tomorrow. No, no, no. And then I would, I would probably, you know, chug whatever reserved Crown Royale they, they have that's oh, like that's the most, good- you know, expensive ever. And I would just sit there and sip it. I wonder if you could ask for that. End. I drugs? If, no, well, no, like, I you could ask for drugs. Yeah, because if you could ask for drugs, that'd be easy. Yeah, yeah like I'd just kill sto- myself. A nice yeah, yeah, I don't think they would let you do drugs. I'd kill myself. But I'd be like, I, bring me some yeah. cocaine. And I'd would... have a heart attack before I'd even get to uh, get fried. That's right. So well, I wonder if they would, would let like. you get alcohol. Can you have alcohol on death row, Doug? Do you know? This sounds like a question for the producer. Yeah, I've never just been on death row, get, so I don't know. Get, you don't have any friends that have been on Waste. death row? No, no not any, yet. No, any but ex, you guys, uh, no, no ex-wives or girlfriends on death no, row? No. 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 You, Sorry, let's be dude. honest, though. If any of us were ever to yeah, happen to be on death row. What about that tattoo you got? It would be dark. I was, I was just going to say, who is most likely to <laughs> be on death row? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> See? It's Doug. It's not me. Right. Who's most likely to go to prison out of four of us? Doug. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, totally, so Doug. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. They'll find the bodies one day, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Vegas has a, a big desert behind it. That's yep. all I got to say. Do we have any more questions or we get them all? Do that top. What's that top one say there? Oh, yeah. This is from Wolfgang Schultes. Tips on selling yourself to clients. Before we answer that, can you Don't say his name yourself. again? Yeah, that was I think it's name. I think it's Schultes or Schultes. Schultes. After eating all this ice cream, I have to take a Schultes. Schultes. Uh, so tips on selling yourself to clients, right? Yeah. If you're cool, be yourself. If you're not, try and be somebody else. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, be Adam. No, I. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> we got to give him a good answer. Yeah, we got to give him a real weak. answer. Uh, number one, be confident. Do not be afraid to ask for money. Uh, biggest mistake I see amongst new trainers is they're like, it's like they're weird about it. Like, I don't want to ask them to pay me. This, yeah. It's a very strange thing, but it's it's common. So be confident in your worth. Um, be confident in your prescription. Do not suggest, prescribe. Give them two options. Let them pick. Mm-hmm. That's Those are the easiest things you could possibly do. So confidence, come up. You need to work out with me twice a week for the next four weeks, which is eight sessions. However, if you want, we could do once a week for the same period yeah. of time, which if is four sessions. If you're not good at that, just be extra nice. For sales? So, so yeah, ignore that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So ironically, whatever. Okay, so ironically, the reason why I was running late here, I literally was sitting down with two trainers. I just spent about 90 minutes. Uh, with two new trainers uh, teaching them sales. Mm. So, the, and this was exactly the topic. And I'll tell you the advice that I gave them. Um, and it was neat too, because both trainers are uh, very smart. One of them has a kines degree plus his national certification. The other one's nationally certified and been an experienced trainer for about uh, a year and a half or so. And both were coming to me for advice on uh, selling. And so we were sitting down talking and I was out in there, you know, and they're giving me what they've heard and they were taught this, they were told this. And I said, you know, couple things, some advice that I was given when I first started and, and what I used to teach to other trainers is this. Um, <clears throat> when I first started off, uh, if you were to base my sales and revenue and what I made off of, uh, you know, training, you would consider me a very good, very successful trainer. Um, I was not. Uh, I don't think I was a very good trainer at all. In fact, um, I definitely wouldn't hire me um, 15 years ago. But what I was good about about was this, and this is what I told them. You got to remember that, you know, if you're a trainer, you're certified, you have a degree, whatever, however you got, wherever you got your education, um, you're you're light years ahead of the person coming to you for help. And a lot of the yeah, the, be honest, like how much of all that advanced, inf- uh, you know, information that you know, are you going to even be able to apply to the average person? Exactly. Yeah. So. And 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 uh, when I said this to the, one of these guys today, he was just like, "Wow, that makes total sense." I, you know, he says that's. I feel like I have all this information, and I and I'm, yet I'm so insecure on how to give deliver that information. I said that's because you're overcomplicating it because you have all this stuff going through your head, and you're thinking, "How do I present all the all this knowledge to them?" It's like, dude, keep it simple. And I said, and whatever's in your head right now, I don't know. And I said, I'll give you an example of what I went through. So, and you guys can re- probably relate to this because we go back this far. Um, I was part of um, when South Mile Fascia release, so foam rolling and uh, core, like came into 
play. So those are your selling points. Exactly. Yeah. So when, <laughs> so when everything was core and self my uh, yeah because well, it was you just highlighted it because they knew you knew they knew nothing about it. They right? knew nothing yeah. about it. It was a new science. I was fascinated to learn about it when I learned about it. I didn't realize the importance of it. So it was something that I dove into and I learned all about. So instead of me getting so crazy into how do you balance your macronutrients and program designing with a client and telling them how to correct you just focus on what they haven't heard yet. Exactly. Yeah. I focus I focused on what they had. Gotcha. What they hadn't heard and what I was really good at explaining because I had just learned that. So instead of worrying about all this other, all the other facets of drinking, that stuff's going to come. As you train somebody, as you, you know, you got to sell them first. You got to get them to buy from you and get them with you for months before you can even think about applying all that other knowledge. So instead of overcomplicating the process, focus on the little bit of knowledge that you do feel confident and comfortable in that they probably don't know and you can share with them and do that. And well, share that with them with energy and passion. Well, this is yeah. An, there's I an, was go ahead. Okay, yeah, my turn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but what I was gonna say is like read them first. You know, like first and foremost, anything. I think the biggest mistake a lot of times people do is they walk into the situation where, well, I'm just gonna hammer them and give them the price and give them two options and give them like, you know, like this is where I stand. But you know, they don't actually know what they want yet. And they haven't actually talked their way through like, okay, what are you looking for? Uh, you know, you actually, you, you determine that and you, and you make it very clear that, you know, this is what's going to get you there and you highlight everything. You sound super smart, but you know that they're looking for one thing and then don't detract them from buying that one thing. So, no. yeah. Yeah. To use your ears and your mouth in proportion, right? Right. Listen twice as much as you talk. Um, but here's another thing about sales. Um, what you say is never as important as how you say it. It's just, that's just the way sales works. Mm -hmm. I could say something very basic, but uh, the way I communicate it uh, with my body language, passion, uh, energy, passion, my confidence um, will come across very, very differently than someone who's communicating yes, a shit ton of information. That's, great point. And that's and, why I said stick to something that you know right. very well. You are excited to learn about because it will it will show in your presentation. Right. So you yeah. you know you ask the questions. What you look you know what are your goals? Let's talk about your goals. Let's talk about your history. Let me take you through an assessment. Oh, here I notice your shoulders are forward. This exercise will help pull them back. This is why that's important. Can you see how that'll help you? And so you're just kind of going through information, basic stuff, tying it down. And then when you sit down, you're the you're the professional. You sit down with them and you show them, look, this is what I think. This is what you need. You need to see me twice a week. I want you to come to the gym once a week. And I think in 10 weeks, we can, we can see some pretty good change. That would be about 20 sessions. However, some people like to train less frequently. So that would be 10 sessions. Let me show you what those two look like. You do get a break in the per session rate when you do 20. Here's your prices. Now, based upon these things that we've talked about in the two programs that I'm showing you, which one do you think is going to work better for you? And then shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Don't say anything at shut that point. Shut your mouth. And wait for them to answer. And most people will pick one. Most yeah. people will pick one. So you you just did what's called an alternate advance close. And when I was explaining this to these trainers was that you can't be afraid to do that either. Is that you're in a position of power. So be aware of that and don't be afraid to use that. Right. So don't be afraid to say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, 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 and this over the night. And just like Sal said, you know, you you give them, you prescribe them what they're going to, they're going to be doing with you. And then their option is how many times per week you're going to be seeing me. That's right. it. Or yeah. are you going to buy the whole program up front? Or are you just going to start with half of it up yeah. front? No, never yeah. give the option of nothing. Yes or no. Yeah. Yes or no. And don't or give them the low. Yeah. Don't lowball it, it ever. 
Yeah. Not ever. Even if you see somebody, it, it, you, you know, that one time that you'll have misread somebody and you'll give them like a low ball. Well, I'll give them like kind of the medium to, to lower yeah. end. And they cash you out. No Dude, problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> they pull, it out, of their, they pull right. it out of their sock. That's a true story. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff will happen, though. Always think bigger. Will. Always mm-hmm. think bigger. Own bigger. So, you, of course, you guys have heard the term, but I don't know if the listeners have heard the terms of always be closing. ABC, um, the always be closing. And you might hear this if you get into sales. What this means is you you sell, you're always selling, you're always, and you're ready to take the close when it when it when they're ready to give it to you. So here's another mistake that I see is where trainers will fucking talk the person out oh, of yeah. hiring them. Oh yeah. Because the person's ready, they're ready to buy. You know, I think I want to do that. When someone gives you the buying, you know, signals like you know what, I really want to do personal training, or this sounds like a great idea, or I've worked with a trainer before, I just want to work with another one now. Get the sale. Yeah. Don't sit there and sell them when they're already sold, because I promise you'll you'll talk more people out of it than you'll talk yeah. people into into it. Oh, yeah. So when you have the sale, when you're ready, so I've done this. Well, you create awkwardness. Dude, I've done this halfway through an assessment. I'm doing an assessment. Oh, my God, yeah. this is so awesome. I need to work with you. You know, uh, Fridays are good for me. Come on over. Let's sign you up, and we'll yeah. sign them up. I mean, That's it. Do it, always be closing. Always look for that opportunity and take it when you get it. Um, because you can and you will talk them out of it. Well, let's put it this way. And I just, this is something I explain to these guys also is that somebody who's come up to you and asked you for a question or asked you help has already made the, the hard, made the, the hardest part, took care of the hardest part, which is coming up, admitting they don't know something and asking another human being, whether it be a man or a woman, doesn't matter. They're, they are, they are saying, I don't know this. Can you help me? Do you know? That's already fucking buying question right there. At that point, I tell people that, if they walk or they don't buy, that has nothing to do with the excuse they gave them and everything to do with you and your mm-hmm. presentation. Because if they're coming up and admit, 100%. Admi- admitting they need help and they're asking you for something, that's already a buying question. Let's right get there. to the hardcore of it now. Let's get to the real nitty gritty, right? In sales. This is the bottom line. When someone comes up to you and is asking you about your services, something's someone's going to get closed always yep. someone's getting closed you or them now either they're going to get closed on hiring you or you're getting enclosed on why they're not going to hire you it's so that's just the way it is one way or the other so at the end of it if you don't get the sale you fucked up there's something that you did or didn't do now it doesn't mean that they couldn't afford it uh most of the time when someone's asking to hire a trainer they kind of know yeah. they're going to spend some money yeah and most people can afford one session yes you can sell just one session. That's another big mistake. Don't think they always have to buy 30 sessions or 10 sessions. They can buy just one session. And I guarantee you the odds of them re-enrolling after that one session are much higher than you think they are. Oh, yeah. We used to have all the statistics on that. Yes. Very, very high. So It doubles once you get someone some, to buy one. Someone's always going to get closed and have that confidence. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's literally, you can, I could literally walk into someone in the gym, help them with an exercise and say to them, you know what? You should hire me. I could really help you. I mean, just saying that to someone, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm already displaying that confidence to them. And what do people really want out of a trainer is inspiration and confidence. Well, I love that. That's, that's called the assumption close. You know, you're not, you're assuming that you're going to say yes to me. It's so as the person who's trying to make the sale, you're in such a better position to take an approach like that, where you're just assuming this person is going to buy and put them in the awkward position to say no, put them in the awkward position to come mm-hmm. up with a, a bullshit excuse. Yep. If they're coming to you already asking for help, you know what? You're right. You do need help. Let's do this. We're going to start you off with 10 sessions. Done. I'm going to see you twice a week Done. and then make them be the one who has to come yeah. up. You know, don't be afraid to be assertive like that. They're, they're seeking out 
they're your help. They need they need your help. You know they need your help. Mm-hmm. You know, have that a confidence where you know you 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 are just gonna prescribe. You need this. And but you know, this. by the way, username too. You know, like like Adam was just saying, guy comes up to you, I need some help. Yo, by the way, my name's Sal. What's your name, John? No problem. But John, I th- you need to work with me twice a week for at least the next four weeks. Yeah. You know that that makes it that much more. Impact. It. it makes yeah. it very very powerful. Yeah. We we've we've talked about. Um, you know, putting together a series or a program where we teach trainers how to sell and, and build their business. And I can see that there's somewhat of a demand for it. So we're going to have to do this in the future. Well, it'd be yeah. neat for us to put some sort there's of- There's nothing a, else that's out there. No. Yeah, well, maybe we put some sort of a survey out there or something to get a kind of a pulse on, on our listeners. Yeah, if you're listening to we're this and you more think more it's a good idea, like yeah. yeah, come to our Instagram page, let us know so we can see that there's people interested because I, there's an, I think there's a need for it. I don't see- where do trainers go to learn how to build their business? Yeah, and you know, um, there's very few. There's very few, and 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 unless you get a good mentor and you go to a gym and they have a good manager, it. but that's it. There's no like you can go get certified, but mm-hmm. then where do you go to learn? You know what I mean? You know, how can I get out of this program and be ready to go? Throw me in a gym and I'll well, just and good sales too. Because one of the kids that was, you know, he had gone through some training in sales, and he was telling him like it's such like basic 101, like how to overcome an objection. I'm like, you know what? I have, I do not teach that. I do not teach someone like, you know, I used to say this, there's a difference between a good closer and a great closer. Okay. Any good closer could push someone, push someone into a sale. Meaning this, you say something, I overcome your objection. You say something again, I overcome your objection again. You say no again, I overcome that objection. And eventually I wear you down and you can't no longer say anything but yes. And I pressure you. And that person has buyer's remorse. Exactly. That's somebody, that's a good closer and they can push someone to sell. Well, kudos. Good for you. You read all the fucking sales books I read too. If you're a great closer, you pull somebody into a sale. Mm-hmm. They walk right into it. They have no idea they walk into it. And then when they leave, they're fucking excited they paid that. Well, money. here's the thing. A great, a really, really good closer, a, a great closer doesn't get objections a lot of the times. Yeah, I know. That's, I was going to say <laughs> Because I, I got to the point. Yeah. I got, to, I mean, I, I, right out the gates, I was a good salesperson, but I wasn't great until I practiced and got better. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I could see objections you know, uh, five you, minutes before right. they it's were like come chess, out. dude. You overcome it before yeah. they come out. That's, 100%. that's, that's yeah, the pulling. That's the future. That's right. the pulling. 100%. Right. Yeah, you, you. I'll give you guys an example. Lady comes in. Uh, I can tell she's married. She has kids because she's already talked about her kids because we've been talking for a second. I already Start know. about the kids club. And then, yeah. yeah well, I, well, not only that, but I already know that the time, time issue is going to be an objection for her. How right. am I going to find time for this? So mm. before we even get into anything, I say to her, how much time have you allotted to fitness? How much time do you know for sure you can, you can, carve out to work out uh you know two days a week for about an hour perfect now i know that shit ain't gonna come up because at the end of this if she says i don't know if i have the time she's not gonna say that she just told me she has two hours a week no. and by the way how am i gonna how am i gonna modify my presentation now it's gonna be all around her two hours a week yeah this is how we're gonna fit fitness into two hours a week right That's, i do the same thing yeah. with commitment because you always know that commitment's always an issue for somebody so oh i'm so busy i'm so this and blah, blah blah so when i'm breaking down the you're gonna see me one time two time or three times a week how committed are you i'll, I, I'll say to someone i won't even ask them, i'll say i'll explain to them that if you're somebody who's really committed and you want to see yourself all the way to your goal you see me three times a week if you're somebody who's like uh you know what i know i can commit to one time a week i got a lot of stuff going on blah 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 you go one time a week you know and if you find yourself somewhere in between there you're gonna see me two times a week out of those three which one do you think yeah, you are yeah, yeah. You know, so there's yeah, absolutely. It's all about that. Takes it's, away clothes. There. It's about it's That's about it. it's about seeing that seeing the objections ahead, which that comes with practice too. You got to get you know, don't get yeah. none of us came out with all that stuff when we first started. The the first and I think the best takeaway is to is to to say things with authority, say be confident in yourself, stick to things that you feel comfortable with, and don't be afraid to just hey, mm-hmm. this is what you yeah. need. Always be closing. 
Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Mind Pump. Please rate and review us. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.